Welcome back to Sharpen the Iron podcast. It's been a while since I've made a podcast, but this new year I wanted to make it more of a practice to use this as a creative outlet to share things that I am thinking about, learning about tools, experiences I've had that I've had to learn from. I feel that it is just Part of a responsibility I have right now in this season of my life to share the things I am learning. Um, what good is it to have these experiences, these knowledge, these this, these lessons unless I am sharing them with others and uh, just allowing you to hopefully learn from myself and just give you something to think about. I just want to stir something up in you, give you something to think about. You might be able to relate or whatever it may be. I hope you're able to gain something from listening. And so today I want to talk about the irony of development. And uh, this has also been kind of called the trap of self-improvement. I'm sure there's many other little phrases or terms coined for this, but this is kind of my, this is what kind of came to me is the irony of development. And I want to start by talking about my running experience. So about two years ago when I got into running, I was naive. I was fresh into the space. My first goal was to run a marathon. I got a plan together and started chipping away. You know, I was so proud of those first small steps. I remember how proud I was to go on the treadmill in the morning to go run four miles. And then I remember another day I went out outside, ran seven miles, how proud I was of myself, how, how good I felt afterwards. I remember, remember my first 12 mile run around uh, a small 200-meter track. It might have been even shorter than that at State Gym at Iowa State. And I remember my 14-mile run, which was the longest I'd ever done at the time, outside in the snow on the Three Rivers Trail. I was so new into it, and these distances were all brand new for me, farther than I've ever gone before. And I was just so proud of myself. I couldn't believe what I was really doing. But the more I continued to dive into the sport of running, the more I realized how little I was truly doing in comparison to these other people, how far behind I was from them. I began to discover that people were running these things called ultra marathons, these 50, 100, 200, and even 250 mile races. I began to read more about David Goggins. I discovered people like Andrew Glaze, Sally McRae, Courtney DeWaller, Pierre Shaw, Cameron Haynes, you know, and if you're in the running community, you may know about these people, these people who are in this niche sport, this niche area who are just doing amazing things. They've done incredible things in the sport, you know, and then hearing stories of them in their prime, and I'm also watching those, following along on social media, YouTube, whatever it is, who are currently in their prime, I quickly began to realize that I had to start playing catch up to these people. That was my thought. I felt so far behind. You know, at, I was so proud of myself and the work I had been putting in, the work I was doing. I thought I was making so much progress. But then uh, on one hand, that's the thing. On one hand, I was felt so proud of how far I'd come. On the other hand, I was like, I'm so far behind. And it's not like this hit me in the face all at once either. It was kind of this slow progression of stacked instances where I was looking at others and comparing myself to them. 
comparing my chapter 3 to their chapter 35, 65, 95. And this was happening a lot through social media just because I was able to follow these people in real time for the most part and see what they were doing in real time. And obviously what people do on social media is they share their success. And something I learned from Jordan Peterson was that, that I wasn't aware of was that like when these people, myself included, when I share things on social media, I'm sharing a sliver of my life. And often the sliver that we are sharing is meant to be marketed to you, to market their success, to market you're marketing the very best of yourself out to people on social media. So you're just seeing the smallest little fraction of the whole circle, the whole, their whole lives. So this is the ironic part is that on one hand, you know, I'm so proud of how far I've come, the progress I've made, the goals I've achieved. Yet on the other hand, I realized how far behind I was, how there is infinitely more to accomplish. And you can think of it this way as well. This is something I kind of learned about uh, taking a biology class this year. Like a scientist can spend his whole career studying stars and know more than anyone else in the world. He could be the top, the leading scientist about stars, yet can still know nothing in comparison to all there is to know about stars. Or even a scientist within the field of biology. He can be studying the smallest little sect of biology, yet know nothing out of all there is to know about all of biology, because things are infinitely complex and deep, and you are finite and limited. And this happens in any field, in any niche category. And now I kind of want to go over to this part of talking about your small niche. So I'm talking about how I fell into this trap of being so proud of myself, but also comparing myself to these other runners. And the ultra running community, that's a very small niche group. That is just part of the, how I, that's something I'm interested in. And so everyone has a little something there that they're interested in, in their little niche group. Uh, and that's kind of what I'm going to talk about now is it's helpful to stay aware that we can easily, especially with social media, we can follow certain people and small and fall and fall into these small niche echo chambers. And I'm going to just go again with my case of running here, but it can be applied to any specific niche. Like I was saying, with social media in a way we can surround ourselves with a curated group of people. You can follow who you want and choose to avoid other people. For the most part, you can control what you can consume. You can limit in a way the circle of people the influence, the content around you, creating a curated feed for yourself, which is, it's awesome, right? Like I can see things I'm interested. I don't have to see things I don't care about, which is a, a great thing, but it's also can be a, uh, it's a gift and a curse. It's a double-edged sword. So again, for me in this case, following people like Cam Haynes, David Goggins, Andrew Glaze, and more people who are running, who are working out, who are getting after it. And that's what they post about. And I fall into this trap of thinking, I still do it. My, I'm like, my goodness, everyone's out there getting after it today, running a race this weekend, and I'm here missing out. You know, the whole world is out there getting better, and I'm not doing as much as everyone else. And, and it came to me the other day, and it helped me put things into perspective, but I 
still struggle. So this came to me like your small social media world is far, far from the whole world. You know, I'm sitting here thinking, man, everyone in the world is getting after it. But in reality, it's like eight people I'm following. And maybe there's a few million other people who follow them, you know, which is so far from the whole world. It's not even funny, right? I'm comparing myself to this, these eight, these eight individuals that I have in this little circle on social media that who, who don't even know me, who know nothing about me. And I'm thinking that's my whole world. Yet there's a whole world out there. I easily just fall into that trap. And this is what I was saying. We all have our little niches. You know, we create, curate our content to. If you're someone who's interested in makeup, you love makeup, say. It's easy to follow those 10 people you like and watch them get all, you can watch them get all the new makeup. You can see them trying these new styles, posting about things um, that are specific to the niche of makeup and think everyone else is doing it. You know, I'm missing out. I'm falling behind, you think. It's a trap. And you just have to become aware of your small echo chamber niche. And it helps put things into perspective. So another thing I want to talk about in terms of the irony of development is actually a survey um, that we did in sociology class. So I came across this as well when I was doing this project for sociology. We were conducting surveys on a topic and I chose working out. Um, and I asked students at Iowa Central open-ended and multiple choice questions about their working out experience. In this, I found more irony. So on one hand, students spoke of feeling so much better mentally and physically working out, you know, being proud of their bodies and the progress they've made, the healthier lifestyles they were leading and living overall because of it. They spoke of working out as a type of almost therapy. It was a great practice they found for them in their lives. Yet, on the other hand, out of the 46 people who took this survey, over half said yes to struggling with body dysmorphia or body image issues. And then, again, and then again, I asked people about eating issues, which goes hand in hand with body dysmorphia. And out of 46 responses, a third said they've struggled with eating issues because of this. So on one hand, students shared how it was drastically improved their mental health. And then also struggled with body image issues and eating issues because of it, which are mental illnesses. So there's just irony in this. There's a trade-off for everything. You know what I mean? On one hand, people are like, yeah, I've been, I'm healthier than ever. But on the other hand, I've never been so dissatisfied with how I look. You know, and this is something you hear. The first day you start working out is the last time you'll ever be satisfied with how you look because you get so caught up in how you could look and all the improvements you need to make. And so you begin to just compare yourself to this idolized, idealized version of yourself. Like I was saying, there's a trade-off for everything. You know, say the lawyer who is making more money than ever before is potentially also working longer hours. Everything is a double-edged sword which happens to be the price we pay to live. It's just, there's a price for everything. There is always a trade-off, right? It's the yin and the yang. Within the light, there is darkness, but within the darkness, there is light. It's a paradox as well. And lastly, just want to talk about comparison. And at the end of the day, comparison is our thief of joy. You know, and it's not just necessarily comparing yourself to other people. 
You know, you have this idea of who you want to be or who you think you should be. And then you compare yourself to, to that person, to who you think you should be, where you think you should be at. It's not necessarily always other people, but this idealized version we create of ourselves. And it's always that should, that I should be further along. Should, 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 should. We're just always pumping ourselves with this word and it's something to become aware of. You know, and it's just, it's, you have to find the balance, you know. You've raised the bar so drastically high that even if you do continue to make progress towards it, you'll forever pale in comparison to that idolized version, the idealized version of yourself, you know, if the bar is set way too high. However, not to mention as well is that if you don't have the bar set high enough, or, okay, so if the bar is set too high, and even if you are striving to make that progress, if it's too high, you're just going to fail potentially miserably under it. And then beat yourself up because you never are good enough. You have to humble yourself in a way. There's a balance here, obviously. And as Jordan Peterson says, you have to find the optimal level of deprivation. You have to find the optimal dragon to slay. You can only level up one level at a time. And it's a slow journey, right? You take three steps forward and two steps back with spurts of growth and times of plateaus. If you start a video game, you don't go to the final level right away. You have to slowly but surely level up. Um, and it's hard to find this balance as well of being happy with who you are right now, your being, while continually striving towards becoming. And so much of this, I believe, is just being aware. We've never really lived in a time when we can follow people at the peak of their game and the very peak that is being specially advertised and marketed to you. And perhaps perspective helps us find the truth and the truth sets us free. And this was just some irony that I've experienced. Um, and I figured, you know, someone else out there may be dealing with something similar as well, where you're getting into something, you're beginning to walk along a path uh, within any, any, field say you're walking along this path and you are slowly realizing how far behind you truly are how little you truly know um, and I also want to mention that you should continue to look for irony in your life because it's everywhere and God uses irony in ironic ways uh, irony is everywhere it'll almost make you laugh I think God likes using irony because it truly is all around us uh, thank you guys for listening I hope to see you next time, um, and I hope to just continue to at least get out a couple episodes, two episodes a week. Uh, I thank you again for all who are listening. Give yourself grace. Continue to walk the path, um, but just realize that as you're walking along, you're going to realize how far behind you are to other people, but just be proud of how far you've come and continue to move forward. That's all we can do. I'll uh, see you next time. Sharpen the iron.